So one of the really cool parts about professional bowling is the fact, and this has happened throughout bowling in the entire sport, but it's really amplified on the professional side, is how much the game has evolved. Bowling is not the same sport that it was 20 years ago. Um, and guys that have bowled from, you know, that even once the Excalibur came out in the early 90s, but really once the 2000s hit, it was it was when that high rev rate um, started to become the norm, is um, it, the, the, with the game shifting like that, a lot of guys kind of fell out of it. And there's been a few that have really maintained. But with that, and the idea of kind of what I'm getting at is, with so much rapid change um, in such a you know, short amount of time, the idea of creating and, and working towards a Hall of Fame career during that much change, it, it seems like such a, an exceptionally tall hill to climb. And, and, and I really want to commend Wes Malott on that accomplishment. You know, he was generous enough to give me some of his time here during the practice session at the PBA Players this last week. And he has been a absolute, you know, he's, he's like that steady Eddie. He's always um, around shows, in shows, and, and what he's been able to do through the evolution of the sport of bowling um, and, and ultimately, you know, is if you're, if you will stay tuned to the end, you can hear Tom Clark announce that he's going to be inducted into the PBA hall of fame this February, um, really, really needs to be commended because he's survived one of the toughest points within professional bowling. Um, you know, kind of losing the tour in the middle of that and, and all of this evolution. And he was still able to be consistently successful to the point of being enshrined with some of the greatest bowlers that have ever shoot up. So I really hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Just being able to, um, engage with Wes on this level was super fun for me. And he shares some really good insights and some good stories too, and kind of what he's been up to as well. So I hope you guys like it. This is 10 Pin Life Podcast number six with Wes Malott. So Wes Malott, uh, you, this is another one of these weird moments for me today. I, this is the first time I've ever been to a pro event, by the way. Um, but I've been watching you since I was a kid throw the rock and um so thank you number one for being here it's really cool to have this opportunity um but to start this whole podcast off what i'm curious about is you've been doing this since 03 on the national tour since 03 but i joined the pba in 2001 so okay so better part of 20 years now right I think a lot of people that listen to this already kind of know a lot of your story. What I'm really curious about is in the better part of 20 years, what's the thing that's changed that surprised you the most? Has anything caught you uh, off guard? I don't know if anything's really caught me off guard. What I've got to say is changed the most is just the game evolving. Um, you know, and that's just because maybe I didn't know the history of bowling back in the you know early 1900s um you know when it was created and i don't even know when it was created unfortunately yeah but uh you know i know that there were wooden bowling balls with you know one finger hole and one thumb hole i actually own one yeah um <laughs> that somebody brought in and donated to us so 
pretty cool to kind of have that. And then, you know, I've been to like the Detroit Athletic Club where they have some pictures of how the lanes used to be back in the, you know, the early days, which is totally different than how they are now. But, uh, you know, so I know the game evolves, but the biggest thing that has probably changed is the two-handed bowling. Okay. Um, and the amount of rotation and power that those guys can create throwing it with two hands mm -hmm. um, by removing the thumb hole. And uh, so that's got to be the biggest thing. But then also, I mean, the, I'm going to call them kids now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they seem to be so much stronger and create so much more power um, because, I mean, when I first came out on tour, I was considered a, a power player. Mm -hmm. And now I might be considered a stroker, <laughs> not, not even a not even a tweener, a stroker. But, uh, you know, so it's it's definitely interesting to see how it's evolved. And then the technology with, you know, the bowling balls and the lane machines. And yeah. and, uh, you know, I mean, now we have a lane machine that will walk on its own. It'll put out two different oils. It'll, you know, and then you have other machines that will put oil directly on each individual board yep. so the technology is kind of uh sure kind of crazy to see and uh and and then with that a lot of us have been spoiled because okay. of the technology yeah. you know it's it's no different than a telephone now we have cell phones that we can any time of the day you can pick up you don't have to stop at the grocery store and go to a pay phone and spend 25 cents to make a a call or a yep. collect call or whatever. Yep. I mean, it's and a cell phone being a computer. I mean, it's it's just it's just what happens in life. Yeah. It it all evolves. Yeah. Have you ever had a day job or has pro bowling been the story the whole time? Well, before I even came out on tour, um, I've worked in a bowling center front to back. Um, been managers, you know, been in charge of the entire facility. Um, also, at one point, um, stepped away from the bowling center. Well, I can't even say I stepped away. I was still working in, like, pro shop and stuff like that. But I, I also worked being a trim carpenter. Oh, um, okay. One of our customers was a trim carpenter, and um, I wanted to, you know, I love kind of woodworking and stuff like that. Knew mm -hmm. a little bit of it, but not a whole lot. And so worked with him for a couple of years and, you know, trimmed some custom homes and whatnot. Nice. And, now it's you know some traits just you know i don't know if you've seen them but there's been some stuff flying around um you know one thing i uh we just opened up a new pro shop that in fort yeah. wayne yep yep and pretty proud of that yeah. because you know i i built it out um and there's nice. a big display unit that i built from scratch so awesome pretty pretty proud of it and pretty cool to to see some of that stuff so yeah and to be able to do it yeah. um you know, and, you know, there's so anytime I have a chance, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I I try and mess around with a little bit of wood and uh, create some different things, you know. Mm -hmm. So and then from there, I mean, I op got back into the pro shop business again in like 2000, something like that, maybe 2001. And, you know, had it for a couple of years and then decided to go out on tour. So we closed it down. Sure. And uh you know, and then in 2009, uh, again, I hit up one of my good high school buddies who I actually went to college with as well mm -hmm. and asked him if he wanted to open up another pro shop together because mm -hmm. um, clearly I couldn't do it by myself because of the travel and whatnot. Right. Yep. And, uh, you know, it was a tough decision for him to, you know, to quit a forty, fifty thousand dollars 
a year job, you know, right. 12, 13 years ago and know that he's going to take a pay cut to start it, but uh, with the intentions of hopefully generating a lot more. So uh, those those two shops in Texas are still going strong. Awesome. And, uh, you know, he, you know, God bless Gary. He's uh, worked his worked his tail off and uh, we have a very, very successful shop in Texas as well. So awesome. And that's, you know, strike a lot. And uh, down in Texas and then in Fort Wayne, as you might can see, yep. the Malotz Bowlers done. So yeah. two separate entities, but uh, you know, still part of, still yeah. part of the ones in Texas as well. So, and and that actually is another lead into one of the big questions that I had just in general, because as far as I remember, you've been in Texas for a very very long time. Uh, if it's okay to share, I, I guess I don't really know, but why why the relocation? Because when I saw your name on this roster, I was like, that's different. <laughs> uh, yeah. Why why the why the move up to Indiana? Well, um, unfortunately, went through divorce and whatnot oh, sure, um, back sure. in Texas, sure. and met a wonderful woman, who uh, you know Sarah French, who's in Fort, you know lives in Fort Wayne. She's from South Chicago, sure, but uh, had moved to Fort Wayne to go to to college, and she just you know she never thought she would stay, but once she got there, she yeah she just loved it, and awesome. she doesn't ever see herself leaving. So, um, you know, I. After conversations, uh, you know, we decided that I was going to move up, and so that's where we reside now. And uh, you know, a lot of good things in the the uh, the horizon for yeah. both of us there yeah, in Fort Wayne. Sure. It's they've they welcomed me with with open arms. Um, already feel like I have kind of a somewhat of a new family there. I mean, still miss a lot of people back home in Texas, but uh, you know, these guys have been really, really, uh, like I said, welcomed me with open arms, and that's it's awesome. it's. It's a great feeling, and to have her by my side as well. Yeah, is, yeah, for uh, sure. I mean, it's it's awesome. Have you since you've moved? Have you been bowling much, or how has that transition kind of been? I'm well, at first with the whole pandemic and everything. Yeah. Obviously, things were a little kind of you know didn't really up in the air. Didn't really know what was going on. Um, so yeah, I mean, I bowled a little bit. Yeah. And now that. You know, it's actually been right at a year when we got the phone call from the guys uh, in Fort Wayne about opening the pro shop. Mm -hmm. uh, they, you know, they reached out and, I mean, this bowling center had been sitting for like six or seven years closed. Oh, wow. Um, so we walked in and, you know, it was a, it was a, a it was a risk yeah, for us for to sure. take. I mean, yeah. you know, because we're looking at it and we see what, what's there and we're like okay well, this needs a lot of work and we know they were going to do a lot of work but um i just had conversation with the one of the owners the other day mark johnston um and telling him you know it was a risk for us we didn't know you know i didn't know you you right. didn't know me <laughs> right you know right. and so i had to put my trust in him knowing that he would you know he could have hired some people off the corner to come in and renovate this place and it could have just been kind of thrown together yeah or did what he did and hire professionals to come in and and so he invested a, a good chunk of money into this facility and it's absolutely gorgeous awesome. um it's also i mean as a as a pro shop operator owner you couldn't ask for a better place i mean these guys are focused on league bowling tournament bowling they're focused on the bowler yeah 
um, you know, clearly they still have recreational bowling and stuff like that. I mean, it's just part of it. Yep. But their main focus is to take care of the bowler. I mean, their slogan is everyone here is an MVP. So it's, it's like I said, it, it's things happen for a reason. Yeah, for sure. Um, they really do. And we're so blessed to, to be able to have Mark Johnson and A.J. Bruner in our corner mm-hmm. at, at MVP lanes and the Malats Bowlers done. So That's very awesome. Very, uh, very blessed. I, I love to hear that. My buddy Nick actually bought a center in August of 2020, and similar story where it was kind of, I mean, it was running, but it was, rel- you know, it wasn't in the greatest of shape and just put his absolute heart and soul into it for the last 18 months, and now and now it's flourishing. So that's, that's good to hear. I'm glad that that's working out that way. Um, switching gears a little bit. What's your mindset going into this season? I mean, was you know, I, I hate to say it, but you are the veteran out here now. <laughs> um, what's uh, you know, are have, what is your expectations? What is your process kind of been getting ready, and kind of what are you hoping to do? Well, last year we started off with this event as well, right down the street in Wabatosa. Um, I made the top five in this event which took us to the TV show down in Florida. And then, uh, so I started off pretty strong. Mm-hmm. And, but then after, after the first couple events, it went downhill really, really, really quick and not good at all. Um, so coming into this year, my main focus is to be a factor every week like I know I can be. Mm-hmm. Um, things have, I wanna say things have calmed down a little bit at home. Um, I don't know that they've really calmed down, but we know what to expect. You know, as I mentioned a year ago, we're getting into this. We didn't really know what was going on. You're dealing with, you know, worried about, okay, is this taken care of? Is this being done right when you're not there? Is this being done the way you want it to? Um, To where all that's done. And then back to, you know, we're fortunate again is we have two great kids um, who are helping us out. And I know... You know, I don't have to worry about the shop. Nice. I know these guys are going to take care of it between them and and uh, like I said, you know, Sarah, mm-hmm. they'll they'll make sure it's taken care of. So I don't have to worry about that. So hopefully, you know, I think my mind will be a little clearer. Yeah. And you know, obviously, I'm a little older, battling. I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna be battling injuries. Yeah. It's just part of it. Yeah. Um. You know, aches and pains. It's it just comes with age. Mm-hmm. So. Again, my goal this week, this year is to really try and just take deep breaths and don't let don't let the bad things overcome the good things. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been one to try and find the positives out of everything, sure. whether it's the absolute worst thing in the world. There's still positives, mm-hmm. so I've got to practice what I preach, if you want to say yeah. right, and yeah, for sure. um, take that and just take deep breaths and know that I have a great support system back home and it's even bigger this year than what it was last year and just stay patient yeah and be me yeah that's it that's awesome um i would be remiss if i didn't ask how many gold balls do you still have (laughs) (laughs) uh it's funny i was looking because i have some of them in the shop in my office yeah and i I know there are five in the shop on the shelf, and I think there's still more 
in the storage unit that I haven't been able to get to yet. So at least five minimum that are still blanks. Uh, and how many do you have with here? Just it's one. Just, just the one. one. I saw you throwing it and I was like, if I don't ask, just I feel one. like I won't be doing it myself right. So, um, well, yeah, like I guess I don't want to take up too much of your time. Honestly, thanks for the time uh, in this. And I'm really excited to uh, watch you this week. I'll be here all the way through Sunday. So. Awesome. Um, hopefully, we'll be doing interviews at the end of Sunday when you're going back down to Texas. Let's, so let's that's, hope that's that's the that's the way to do it. So uh, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Ben. Thank you. Hi, everybody that's still here. Hi, this is Tom Clark. I'm the commissioner of the PBA Tour. Thank you for coming by. Thanks for bowling. That was an incredible uh, tournament. Um, awesome to watch. Uh, I just wanted to let everybody that's here know some inside news and a scoop. We just uh, had a conversation with someone, and, and first of all, for everyone to know that the, the greatest honor in uh, the sport of bowling is to be placed into the PBA Hall of Fame. And uh, two days ago, we had uh, a vote amongst the PBA Hall of Famers for someone that became eligible this year, and he was voted in unanimously. And he's here today, and we just told him Mr. Wes Malat.